it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A PW Torch VIP membership doesn't just give you ad-free access to these shows and a ton of other VIP-exclusive podcasts throughout the week, but you also gain access to our unmatched, vast library of wrestling history, our contemporaneous week-to-week coverage through our Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletters dating back to the late 1980s, along with streaming and download access to hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, including some of my interviews with wrestling's top newsmakers in the 90s. And also, our podcast library dating back to the year 2003. There's no larger, longer-spanning pro wrestling podcast library than that that comes with a PW Torch VIP membership now approaching 20 years of podcasting. Go VIP and dive into our post-pay-per-view roundtables, our coverage of some of your favorite eras of wrestling, top-name long-form interviews, and special format podcasts that we've done throughout the years pwtorch.com slash govip. We have a streamlined sign-up form and you can pay with PayPal or directly with your credit card or debit card in one or two minutes. From right now, you can be a VIP member and diving into our library, pwtorch.com slash govip. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Andrew, I have a question for you. Yes, what is your question? What would you do if you were at a wrestling show and the best heel in the business grabbed a drink that turned out to be tequila, even though it looked like water, and threw it on your child? Would you be upset? Uh, I did not know it was tequila. <laughs> so, <laughs> I heard that today. So I, I guess it was tequila. It wasn't uh, water. And it, some of it got into the poor kid's eye. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, I shouldn't, I yeah, shouldn't I giggle at like that. Yeah, I shouldn't giggle at that. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh, it's funny knowing that the kid's fine. And like they treated, from yeah. what I understand, they treated that kid like royalty after the show. Did you see everything they, they were doing for him? Well, I, I heard they took him like backstage and like took some some pictures with him and stuff like that. Some of the wrestlers, so yeah. But no, I didn't know it was I didn't know it was alcohol. Yeah, I guess it was. So uh, yeah, That's he a lot was, of alcohol. It was. That's a good point. Yeah, she was really into, the mom was really enjoying the show. I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> there's no other way around it. No, I guess. Uh, yeah, they, t- they took the kid back. Obviously, we're talking about, if you didn't watch Revolution, we should fill people in. Uh, MJF took a glass while he was walking through the crowd, uh, took a glass of what turned out to be tequila, and out of a woman's hand, and threw it onto her kid. I, I think, not to defend MJF, I'm going to imagine that he thought it was water. Like, I, I don't think he thought he was throwing, yeah. uh, I don't think he thought he was throwing throwing alcohol on this kid i have to assume he uh, thought it was what well, was clear liquid he had to I, he must have thought it was water right well I, i'm assuming they don't just do they sell tequila there right like i don't like know yeah. tequila is yeah. that something you'd probably have to bring in i don't know um <laughs> yeah there's no way i would I, I would assume that that would be you walk by that i assumed it was water i mean if you're in the heat of the moment you just see like a clear liquid and you're gonna throw it at it yeah had a kid and i um, assumed it was a plant too by yeah. the way i yeah I, I question that whether it was or yeah i definitely question whether that was or not um in the moment yeah and i saw that i like yeah and that's kind of interesting because like even earlier today i was like reading online and a lot of people were really upset when they just thought it was water but I imagine it's a lot worse now. <laughs> like you're saying, alcohol. Yeah, and I guess like from the reports I read, they did the right thing. Uh, their staff got out there right away, including Amanda Huber, was out there immediately, uh, and mm-hmm. they brought the kid backstage, and I, they gave him tickets to Dynamite in Sacramento on Wednesday. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure they're treating him like a kid. I mean, at that point too, you're also going like, "Hey, just please don't sue us. <laughs> what, what do we What do we need to do for you to not sue yeah. us?" <laughs> Uh, but they, you know, and and I think they did. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, out of character, the kid probably uh, MJF probably talked to the kid. I hope so. Let me put it this way: I hope so. I hope that at some point MJF yeah. found the kid, found the mom backstage, apologized, had a moment with the kid in the press conference after the show. He was like, "I don't care about the kid." He's like, "I, I hope he." You know, I, I'm glad I did it. You know, I, I hope it ruined his night or whatever he was saying. But he was. <laughs> he was MJF the character in that in that moment, clearly. So, in my mind, MJF did the right thing and and apologized to the kid. I think to- uh, my guess is that Tony probably required it. Oh, I'm guessing so too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I think it's interesting because it's you know a lot of people are up in arms about it, and it's like I I don't know how they felt personally, and it sounds like they're getting 
quite a bit out of it. Um, and I don't know, it's wrestling at the end of the day and nobody's hurt, but, uh, yeah. but again, if it is alcohol, that does make it a lot worse. But again, he didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was a plant just because it looked that way. I mean, you know, this woman standing there with a clear liquid in a clear glass, I think that's where it was like, oh, that looked weird. Yeah. I assumed it was a plant in the heat of the moment when it happened and then to find out later on it wasn't i was like oh boy um but yeah to, to, I mean, tony addressed it in, in the press conference he said you know he had talked to mjf about it i'm sure he did you know like that you can't it's look he's a heel he's the best heel in the business there's no question about it but there's certain things you can't you can't do and throw it even if it was water like dousing a kid at ringside yeah. when it wasn't planned and it's not a plant i you shouldn't be doing that yeah that is a tough one because you can get into um the potential that you know a a, a parent a guardian is going to want to like fight back oh yeah uh, and grab at them yeah i mean it's just like i, I mean you i don't have kids but i imagine like you know that's probably something that some parents would do is like try to like jump at them yeah i was thinking about that last night like i, I don't know what my reaction would be um <laughs> I don't think it would be good. I mean, it all depends. Some people fly, you know, go from zero to a hundred in a matter of seconds and may have, you know, taken a swing at MJF. I, I think I would have stood there for like, I think I would have tried to figure out like, whoa, whoa, whoa like just you're processing what happened. Like, really? Like, did you really just do that? Um, but yeah, I mean, there, you certainly, there's, there's hotheads out there that I think would have you know immediately taken a swing at him. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to blame him either. And uh, I was at an indie show once, and uh, the boogeyman was there, and he <laughs> threw worms at people. Like, <laughs> so there, I'm sure there was some kids who, was, who were also getting some worms at that. And I know it's worse because, like, MJF's, like, trying to scare people, intimidate that kid. Um, and he made it, like, a focal point of his act. But it's not, like, unheard of if, you know, people are getting worms tossed on him. Yeah. And I'm sure much uh, other, you know, bad things have happened over the years. But, yeah, definitely... Uh, if I was Tony Khan, I'd be like, eh, you can't do that again. Well, let's so get in, that. Let's get into the whole match and the whole show. Uh, before we get too much into it, this is the All Elite After Show, of course. Uh, I sound a little different, I'm sure. I'm, I'm on an external headset because I'm traveling for work this week and not in my regular home setup where everything sounds good and crisp and clean. Uh, so that's why the audio is a, a little different, but uh, it's understandable. So you guys, you guys, you can understand what I'm saying. It's not like I'm, I sound like I'm... Uh, you know, in a, in a tunnel, but, um, let's talk about the whole show and let's start with the main event. Uh, well, actually before we start with the main event, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle overall, what was your reaction to revolution? Cause I think mine, from what I'm seeing online, mine was different than most. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty good, I'm a pretty good thumbs up. Uh, um, I think once again, it was a, another solid AEW show. Um, yeah, how are you feeling? I mean, I, I, I'm kind of in the middle. I, maybe a slight thumbs up. You know, I feel like oh, it's one of... I, I didn't dislike the show. Let me put it that way. And the main event was excellent. I thought the main event was yeah. a potential match of the year, right? But I kind of yeah. felt like... I, I always try to judge pay-per-views on, well, what are we going to remember a year from now? When we look back at... When we're at Revolution next year, what are we going to remember about this year's show? And I go back to, like, last year's Revolution. It was completely forgettable. That was Hangman and Adam Cole in the main event. I had to look it up. I couldn't even remember what the main event was. Oh, uh, yeah. A really forgettable show. This one, we're going to remember the main event. And 
if some people will argue you judge the show mostly on the main event because that's the main drawing card i thought the main event was excellent i thought that the moxley hangman hangman match if you like that style of wrestling was excellent everything else i thought was okay there was nothing that i thought was bad so that's why I, I, you know, I think a slight thumbs up. My uh, my reservation is, I think, in I don't think it's the best pay per view they've ever done. Like I, I, I think it's AEW has done some absolute ridiculous pay per views, and I don't think this lived up to that level. But I also wouldn't call it a bad show either. I, I'm just reading a lot of people that were like, "Oh my god, it's one of the best shows they've ever done," and I'm like, "Well, I, I'm going to stop short of that." I think it's one of the best main events they've ever had. And if you're going to just judge the show on the, just yeah. you know, solely on the main event, then okay. Like, I understand that. But I don't know if it's one of the – there's just – there was some of what felt like filler on the show. Main event was excellent. I also think that the fact that they uh, kept it under four hours, huge, that is, gets a huge thumbs up from me. <laughs> yes. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So, again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? 
Oh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, yeah, that... It's a big thumbs up for me as well. And I, I think you could maybe argue um, that's the best main event they've ever had. Um, I'd have to think of like other ones that would be comparable. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was pretty satisfied overall. I do see what you're saying. I think the take, I'm sure we'll go into these like individually, but like the take team match was <laughs> bad <laughs> I mean, in the sense that, that like that's too silly for me um, to be like a, a take team title match on, on the pay-per-view. Um, though I did, you know, I agree with the ones that you really liked but then i would also throw in the uh, trios match on there uh um, i thought that was really good um and i did like that it was under four hours and that they only did one pre-match show and i kind of liked what they did overall um i don't think it was like a huge home run when they worked in like rj city and renee paquette but i kind of like more of that vibe rather than just like tossing a few more matches out there just to make you so exhausted uh by the end of the night so so i'm glad you brought that up i I liked the format better than jamming in the extra matches. I thought RJ City was a goofball. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like Adam Adam Cole is cutting a pretty serious promo, and like he's peeking in in the background making faces. It's like, dude, get the hell off the screen! What are you doing? Uh, I could have done without him. If it was all Rene Paquette making serious interviews, I would have been a lot more on board with it. Overall, though, I agree. I thought the format was better. I like that better than I like, let's cram four extra matches on the show. I just wish that RJ City wasn't being a complete goof the whole time. Yeah, and I I really like RJ City uh, on their... Oh, hey, EW show. I think he's really entertaining and funny and quick-witted. So when I first saw him... I was like, all right, this could this could be fun. And then I'm with you. I was the whole time I was thinking, man, he needs to dial this down at least 30%, maybe 70%. Yeah. <laughs> and not try to take all like he can be kind of funny and kind of amusing, but he was going um just like taking all of it for himself. And yeah. I don't know if it was just like nerves. Um and I I wouldn't just like, you know, completely kick him off if I'm Tony Khan. Like I, I think there maybe he could, you know, that could be something him and renee doing these pre-shows but i would definitely talk to him and say like hey you can't overshadow the wrestlers dial back on the comedy a bit and uh 
yeah, be less goofy overall. Yeah, bingo. I, I think that's what it is. When, you, when you're the interviewer, you're supposed to make your subject the main part of the story, and it felt like he was trying to... He was inserting himself a little bit too much. And you could do that. I mean, if it's a panel, like, if you're on a, a pre-show panel like WWE does, great. You know, do that stuff all mm-hmm. day long. That That's when you're there to show your character, but... You know, I didn't feel like it should have been done in, in the setting of, of an interview. I just didn't think that was a, a didn't think that was the purpose. But overall, like again, that to me was way better than let's cram as many matches in here as we can, and and it's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I just like in particular, I think the biggest offender one was the uh, powerhouse Hobbs one, where he was just like goofy around. He's like, oh, let me see it. Yes. Like, oh like, oh yeah. Thought, like yeah. Yeah, that, that's bad uh, WWE humor. And, uh, you know, it's not... <laughs> they're trying to get over Powerhouse Hobbs is like this tough, badass heel. And, you know, when RJ said he's like uh, acting way too afraid and too scared and like cartoonish, it like it kind of affects that. I, I was having this thought too. Like this is kind of completely random. But, you know, AEW like week after week has like way too much goofy stuff overall. And, I, you know, we talk about that a lot. And I think it really like shows itself on these pay-per-views because over you know out of all these matches, only one of them had like goofiness in them, which was the the take title match. Yeah. So why do they spend so much time being goofy when it's not what you pay f- to see? It, it just it's such like a disconnect. <laughs> it's a very good point. It's a very good point. It's like they know that no one's going to pay to see it, but yet they put it on their television show all the time. The, yeah, like entire episodes of Rampage are, except, are just like goofball hour sometimes. And yeah. as we've seen with the ratings, it doesn't really work. But yeah, just just kind of a thought I was having last night. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, the main event. Excellent match. Excellently wrestled. I thought MJF looked like a stud. He looked like a star. He completely hung with Danielson. Like... You know, not to to overanalyze it, and I know like somebody on Twitter last night when I said this was like, oh yeah, and I'm sure it's all he's all natural. Look, I, I don't know if he is or he isn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if he is or he isn't. But he looked great, right? Like he's he's yeah, do- he looked yeah, amazing. And and the thing that look, even if he's not, you know, like even if he's taken something, and I don't know if he has or he hasn't. I'm not here to debate that. I think sometimes people think, oh, like yeah, so you took a little. Uh, testosterone or whatever and you just magically grow muscles like no you got to put hours of work in (laughs) in order in order Mm -hmm. for you to get that look so uh either way he's put in a tremendous amount of work to look the way that he's looked i thought his look was great i thought he wrestled great uh he he looked like a star like last night to me he looked like all right this is the number one guy in this company like he had that look about him and I, I may, I don't know, maybe I, I'm just naive or something, but that did not stand out to me uh, when I saw him. Cause I thought I'm like, like, damn, this guy is really cut. And I just figured maybe he lost body weight. He's, yeah. he's just more toned than ever. Like he didn't look so jacked to me that I was, you know, not to cast aspersions here, but it wasn't like Scott Steiner in 1999. No, no. <laughs> and I also like... think it's easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's easier uh, for someone in MJF's position to put, in extra hours in the gym one for one thing they only wrestle once a week and on top of that he barely wrestles on tv at all you know so he had basically the entire summer last year off came back in the fall and then has only wrestled a handful of matches since then so like he's had plenty of time to go to the gym five six days a week if he wants to it's a big difference 
than WWE when you're on the road and you're traveling and you're wrestling four times a week and your body's beat up. Like, it's a big, big difference. Yeah, I mean, and plus he, he was a football player, so he has, like, a bit of a, a little bulkier body, and then when you cut that, that's when your, like, muscles start to show. You just, like, look more toned. So he might just be, like, you know, he might have been, I don't know, 15% body fat, just throwing a number out there, and now he's eight. Yeah. Now you can, like, see those muscles, but... I can't say for sure, but I, it didn't shock me. I didn't, you know, I, my first reaction was like, wow, good for him. He looks amazing. It wasn't, ooh, he's, no, he's I, on the juice. I but, didn't have that reaction either. No, neither did I. Some people online did, but I didn't. I, I just thought he looked good. I thought he was like, all right, this guy looks like the world champion. Whereas, you know, a year ago, mm-hmm. a year ago, like, you know, it, it's the bad term to use because we're talking about wrestling, but it's all I can think of. He had a little bit more of a baby face to him. Like, he had a little bit of baby fat on him. He looked yeah. like he looked like a 23-year-old kid. Whereas now, yeah. it's like, no, now he looks like he's the top guy. He's the world champion. Like, he has, he he's done some things with his look, both his body. I think his, you know, his haircut's a little bit different. You know, he just looks more like a star now, in my opinion. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you a nostalgic wrestling fan? Do you want to hear about shows you haven't seen in 10, 20, maybe even 30 years? Well, I have the show for you. I'm PWTorch.com contributor Frank Bediani, and since December of 2020, I've hosted Pro Wrestling Then and Now. Together with a rotating chair of co-hosts, we go back and review old shows from top to bottom, talk about where the wrestlers were at the time, and compare what's taking place now to what took place then. You can hear this, along with other shows, as part of your PWTorch. VIP membership with exclusive podcasts just for members compatible with the Apple Podcast app. Visit pwtorch.com slash go VIP for details and sign up for them. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? pwtorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day, every day to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. Yeah, and another thing too is, not to psychoanalyze him too much, but I think he's like single now. I, I think the, uh, you know, with his fiance is legit, so I don't know, maybe he's <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> just working out more than ever, you know, <laughs> something to do. I don't know. There's, there's a lot going on that could be. Yeah. But overall, I thought I thought he looked great. I thought the match was wrestled great. I did have, you know, yep. some some nitpicks to it. I wonder if, if you share the same ones. But uh, it was more production stuff for me than it was, you know, work rate stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm still not thrilled with the ending overall. I would say, um, and I think the the, uh, the hour the the idea that they went to overtime or yeah okay because I know Uh, I I I just wanted to make sure I was clear was it the actual were you you not too happy with the actual finish of the of the tap out or was it more the fact that they went to overtime and how that was handled 
it was oh, and the, so the, the tap out I think was handled really well because they got me. I thought like Danielson was going to get out of that. I thought at that point he actually had a chance to win. Uh, so overall, strong stuff. But I think hitting him in the head with that breathing apparatus. Uh, and it, it, they're just like, ref didn't see it. I mean, it, it looks so set up because the way that like Danielson crawled, crawled out of the ring to get to MJF, nobody ever does that. Nobody ever like knocks their opponent out of the ring yeah. and then they crawl underneath the bottom rope to look for them. Uh, so that just felt too Yeah. I thought, again, like, whatever, if you make the ref look like an idiot, make the ref look like an idiot. I thought there was a couple of times in that match where they made Bryce Remsburg look like a complete moron. Like, you have to be a complete and total idiot to not know what's going on here. And that's where some, like, little things bother me. I thought... I thought the the oxygen tank was one of them. It's like, well, what? Are, like you're staring, you're standing there. You didn't see the tank fly up from the ring apron. You didn't see like <laughs> he wasn't distracted yeah. doing anything else. Um, you know, it was just right. Like, exactly. Like that was weird. The idea that uh, I think there was one point too that I was. I thought they had too much of this like the referee fighting back against MJF, like shoving him at one point. Like, no, that's not. No, enough of that. Like, <laughs> you could have the referee tell MJF, no, you can't use the ring. No, you can't use the belt. Take the belt. Move it aside. I'm going to DQ you, all that stuff. But, like, that was like an old ECW thing where, like, the referee shoves the shoves the heel and the crowd goes crazy. It's like, uh, where else do you see that? Come on. Like, again, and I always go back to your, your, yeah. your simulating sport. What would Can you imagine what would happen if a referee <laughs> was arguing with a UFC fighter and then shoved him? Like, what are we, like, that's, come on, enough of that silly stuff. Uh, And then, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, the thing is, too, they did it earlier in the night with Jeff Jarrett and Aubrey Edwards. Yes, yes, exactly. They repeated a lot of the same spots over and over again on the show. Uh, And then the other thing, the other thing that drove me a little nuts was the fact that, and WWF did this, too, in, in 1996 at WrestleMania 12. You're having a one-hour match, an Iron Man match. The clock's counting down. Whoever has the most falls wins. You mm-hmm. don't have a plan for what happens if it's tied? Right. Like, no one could have possibly conceived that, oh, maybe they'll be tied. What do we do if it's tied? I've always thought that <laughs> stuff looked stupid. I thought it was stupid in 1996 when, as a 12-year-old kid, when Gorilla Monsoon came down and was like, no, I'm going to demand that the match continue. It's like, well... This should have been like this should have been established ahead of time. Like if same thing same thing last night. The announcers are confused and then for some reason Tony Schiavone gets told what what the deal is, doesn't tell anybody on the broadcast and just walks away to go tell Justin Roberts that Tony Khan has made this decision. That need like you can establish that ahead of time and still do the same type of finish. Right? I, I don't I just thought it was dumb. Yeah. I thought it made everyone look stupid. And again, it's wrestling, so who cares, right? But at, at the end of the day, you're simulating a sport. You're supposed to be simulating that this is real. And Tony Khan made himself look like a complete moron. Because it's it's inconceivable that you would not have thought that maybe this will be tied. And I and I have no plan for what I'm going we'll to... Just, we'll just decide on the fly if it's tied what we're going to do. <laughs> I thought it was weird. In my point of view, it, it made it look like they were trying to make Tony Khan look like this great like, yes. genius. And he's so he's so caring and kind to the fans yeah. that like, we've just got to have this. Like, he's this ultimate baby face. That's what, I think that's what it was for. Uh, I think it was to give him the baby face pop of Tony Khan will, is the man of the match is going to continue. 
Yeah, I, I just wish, like, yeah, at the beginning of the match, you if you want to put up those bullet points, uh, you know, most falls, wins, submission counts, whatever. And then at the end, you say if there's a tie, it goes into sudden death. Yeah. And because because we've seen it happen multiple times in other matches, too. Like, you know, if Tony Khan's a fan of wrestling within kayfabe mode, he would know that that is a distinct possibility yes. that there could be a tie. And and they could have done the same finish. You could have had Danielson having him in the bell lock. The clock hits zero, then MJF taps. But the rule is they go to sudden death, but there's a break first. You know, there's yeah, a, there's yeah, a, yeah. there's a one minute break between the end of regulation and sudden death. So they have to break the hold. They get reset to their corners. In that one minute break, MJF is getting the oxygen mask because they needed to get that out there for the actual finish of the match. You you could have just established the rule ahead of time, and during that one minute break or two minute break or whatever, the announcers can be going, "I can't believe it, Danielson had him. He was tapping. If he tapped five seconds before, you know, we're not going to sudden death right now. Danielson is the new." champion and then you could have you know out of that sp- out of that break Danielson goes right for the LaBelle lock again because that's what he just you know basically won the match with and you go into the overtime from there but you could have established the whole thing ahead of time without like this I was I just thought the spot where everybody just looked dumb like everybody's standing around like what, what are we gonna do what are we gonna do like nobody knew <laughs> it's like well how, how could you not yeah, have planned? I- how could you not have planned for this and I like that idea of like a one minute pause or something because it, it- one, it feels more realistic and it's sports-like and it's dramatic and the wrestlers can, or not not the wrestlers, the announcers, like play up like, oh my God, that, that was amazing. Like what's going to happen next? Are these guys going to be able to compete? Um, you know, do something like that as opposed to doing like phony, <laughs> you know, you take a few minutes to have Tony come down and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that would have been a much better route. And I also, and the only other spot I didn't like in the whole match was the spot with the DQ and then the pin immediately following it. Oh, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, that was, yeah. Because, was again, awkward. it didn't seem like anybody in the building knew what was going on. Even the announcers, it took them a while to figure out, like, where the second fall came from. They were like, wait, how is it tied right now? Like, everybody seemed a little bit confused by that spot. And, again, to me, and this is a nitpick, I understand that. People are probably going to get upset with me for nitpicking this much. But, like, if you're simulating a sport, once there is a fall, you should, to me, like, all right, once there's a fall... They're broken apart. They're separated. Each man returns to his corner, and then the referee starts the match again. Oh, I'm I'm completely with you because it looks silly. Because what you would do is like just low blow them again. Yeah, just get like eight pins in a row. Why not? And then and then just run around the ring if you want. <laughs> like, the, yeah, no, it, it looks silly that the fact that you can do it twice in a row. Uh, I think that they thought they were being clever, but it just it made. Like it was silly in the, yeah. in the sense if you're trying to make it look like a sport. So those are my only two little nitpicks. I mean, the, the only other thing that, and again, I'm not going to go crazy about it. He, they were in control. Everybody was fine, but it did make me go like a couple of oh no's, don't do that. Like all the stuff with Danielson being dropped on his head and neck. I was like, oh, I'd be okay if I didn't mm-hmm. have to see that again. Uh, just knowing his history, but overall, I mean, overall the match was fantastic. Like I said, it's early. It's March 6th as we record this. It's a front runner for match of the year right now. I mean, that and Roman and Sammy are the two front runners for match of the year right now. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, I would. You know, I guess we don't talk star ratings here much, but I, it, on a five star system and not going to like seven, I would. I would say it's like four and a half. I think it'll, you know a couple of things changed. It would have got five for me, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely going to be hard to top because just the the fact that it was so good over the course of an hour. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, okay. 
on to uh, the match that, that came right before it. It was the, the highly anticipated TNT Championship match uh, between Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for these guys. These guys were in a tough spot. Uh, the match was fine. Nobody was really into it. I found myself uh, you know, paying more attention to my phone answering some emails <laughs> uh, even sitting on my yeah. couch i wasn't really paying much attention to it uh, i guess that didn't go oh, that didn't come right before the tag team match i forgot about the tag team match but uh th- these guys came after the uh they came a little bit earlier in the show but yeah just, just overall what, what were your thoughts on the on the tnt title match oh i'm with you like i was gonna say the way i laughed is because you know, when I order a pay-per-view, I very consciously try not to look at my phone because one, it's like, this is really important storylines. And two, it's like, hey, I am paying 50 bucks. I'm, you know, paying $13 an hour to watch this or something to that effect. Uh, and then that match got me on my phone. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it, which, I mean, and we were saying it. I mean, it, it, I, I think I was like talking last week, like it, this should have been Joe Darby. Like this is where they should have their blow off. Like Wardlow, I mean, bless, bless his heart, but he, he's just not, like, over right now. And I think they need to really think what they're going to do with this character. Uh, and I think think he's just put in a bad position. I don't think he's a bad talent. I think you definitely keep him around, figure out something for him to do. Um, but, yeah, this was just, I don't know, didn't, didn't feel necessary. I would have got rid of it just to, like, tighten up the show. Yeah, I would have been fine with that, too. Honestly, I would have been fine with that, too. Uh, I would have, I mean, you needed more time. I was going to say, you could take this match off the show and put the the ladder match back on, but you probably needed more time. Like, the ladder match would have needed more, oh, than, yeah. more than the 11 minutes that this match got. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices, or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Uh, the tag team match, the guns, they retained in just what was kind of a mess of a match. I would have much rather just seen the guns versus the acclaimed and gotten rid of the other two teams. Uh, what did you think of the tag team match? Are you surprised that the guns retained? Because I'm... I was a little surprised. I thought they may have gone back to the acclaimed here, but I will say I, I've liked what the guns have been doing. I think they're they're finding their character, they're hitting their stride, and I'm perfectly fine with them keeping the belts on them for the time being. Yeah, I think it worked. Well, first I'm with you. Um, I I would have just done one on one again. Um, the other teams just unnecessary and make the make the tag division as a whole seem less than like just because they're you know they're just not that big great of teams in there so um yeah i would have had the guns yeah still go over i wasn't that surprised just because i'd been hearing the rumors that ftr might show up and that seat makes the seem sense if ftr is going to stick around post april but it's also interesting the fact that maybe they won't and they're going to just like put over the guns on the way out in a couple of weeks 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what's going to happen there. Obviously, then we find out after the match that FTR was returning as well. So that is a good good yeah. sign for the future of that division. I, I would say I'm looking forward to their return. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about the Texas Death Match, Moxley and Hangman. Like I said earlier, if you're a fan of this style of match, you loved it. If you're not a fan of this style of match, you probably didn't. <laughs> uh, where do you stand? Um, I'm, a f- I'm. I mean, this isn't like my bread and butter. <laughs> I'm not like a GCW guy, uh, but I do like the occasional hardcore match that gets crazy uh, and violent. I will say though, I almost never never turn my way turn my eyes away from something and wrestling um but when they were doing that fork attack i looked away for a second that one got me um the last time i remember doing that god is when we were watching impact a few years ago when there was like the uh, ove or sammy callahan sticking somebody in the head with those little things yeah like the, the the barbecue skewers like the um the kebab skewers. yes oh yeah i don't want to see that ever yeah Oh, that was no, gross. no, no. So, yes, I think that was the last time. But um, really good match. I'm and it. I think it played out well because I am curious to see what they're going to do uh, with Moxley if he's going to. I'm assuming turn heel, and I think that could be uh, a lot of fun. And I liked Hangman's new. I, I thought he came across as more of a star here uh, because of his music and just the overall entrance. I hope that's like a, a new. I hope that's a new thing, and it wasn't just like a one off for the pay per view because I think it made him seem like a bigger deal. Yeah, so, yeah, really strong, really strong stuff. I thought. Yeah, I agree, and I thought you know they told a good story. I actually, I, I was more into this than I thought. And again, like um, I like this style of match. I, my thing is, you can only have one of them per show. Like it's really hard to have more than one per show. Uh, they they kind of yeah. had they kind of had two, uh, even three if you include the Moxley match, uh, the the main event. Excuse me, where MJF was bleeding like a sieve. So there was a lot of blood on the show. That's <laughs> what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I thought that there was a story there behind it that was good. And overall, I thought it was the second best match of the show, to be honest with you. And another one where, again, if we're talking about, well, what are we going to remember a year from now? We're going to remember the Iron Man match, and I think people are going to remember this Texas Death match too, because there was some, there was a uniqueness to it that I think will make it stand out even a year from now. I think so too, and I thought uh, the ending worked really well. Uh, t- too i think sometimes when they try to do creative stuff like that it's kind of an eye roller but i i I think that one worked uh and it's i don't know it was a pretty effective way to end the feud if that's where they're actually gonna draw the line and end it here yeah i agree uh the women's match kind of went where some of us i think were expecting uh but what were your what were your impressions on on jamie Hayter retaining over soraya and ruby uh and where they're going from here i mean now it seems like that that other side is gonna that that original side that aew original side is gonna need another talent to make it three on three as they're they're building their teams uh, who do you think that might be and just what did you think of this match overall uh, the match I was not, not really much of a fan of. It wasn't terrible or anything, but I think like the tag match didn't really live up to being a good pay-per-view match. Uh, and of course, there is the clunkiness and like bad storytelling uh, of how Ruby Soho essentially turned on her teammates when she could have done it much sooner, or not her teammate. Well, whoever you know, a hater and. and Baker. Um, that didn't really make a lot of sense because she threw Tony Storm and Soraya out of the ring first. Um, Soraya? Anyways. I know who you meant. I do too, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure I've said it wrong three times. So, 
I think it's Soraya, but I'm not confident in that. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess the dream. No, I don't even know what they would do because I was going to say that, that what they would really want is you know Mercedes Monet to come in, but she's not an original to team up with Britt Baker. So uh, maybe like a Chris Statlander if she's almost ready. That was know, my guess. That was my guess. I think that it, my guess is it's probably going to be a Chris Statlander. I mean, they're, they're kind of building up Riho a little bit. I mean, you could maybe maybe her. Because uh, she's had some wins recently on TV, but Statlander I think is returning yeah. soon. So uh, to me, if if Statlander's returning soon, if she's if she's healed up, that you'll you'll they'll work that in as a surprise at some point. You know the uh, Brit and Hater are going to be getting beat up, and then you know Statlander's music hits and she saves the day. I, I think that's probably where it's going, but that's my guess. I don't know how much. I don't know how much longevity they're going to get out of this feud though either. It just it feels like a. <laughs> Feels like a weaker version of the NWO thirty years later. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about a hundred times yeah. weaker than that. A complete, uh, complete with the spray paint. And, like I keep going back to the spray paint, and I'm like, you, like you couldn't have thought of anything. You're just gonna start spray painting people like Hogan. Like this is what we're doing now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unfortunate how everything's gone except for the fact over the past few months in the women's division except for the fact that hater has really caught on but soraya you know they made a huge deal out of it that didn't you know that certainly can't be lived up to what they were hoping for uh tony storm i mean i i had high hopes for her as like the the lead baby face of the company for for a long time to come and now she's just kind of playing like a sidekick role um so yeah it's and we riot we'll see i mean maybe she'll be better and more interesting as a heel but I don't know. Well, uh, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the six-man championship match: the House of Black beat the Elite. They're the new champions. What did you think of this one? I was actually, I'm in favor of it. Uh, people are going to think it's because I hate the Elite. No, I'm in favor of it because <laughs> the House of Black has. I know they were in the company earlier, but like since they've returned they have been established Mm. as a trio it's not like it's malachi and brody and they're adding buddy matthews to the mix to make it a a six man or or a trio like they've been an established three-man group for quite a while so this to me feels like the first time a trios championship has been held by an actual trio and not a tag team plus one Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it was the right move. I, I'm hoping it's because they want to get, like, say, Kenny Omega versus MJF, you know, get that ready for either the next pay-per-view or the one after that, get him back in the singles division, get the Bucks back into the tag division. Uh, and then hopefully just, like, finally House of Black is a consistent presence on TV because I think they've earned it, and I think they're entertaining enough and good enough in the ring to at least be consistent and have them on TV. Um, so yeah, really good match because, and it's like the main event. They got me going the other way. It was very late into the match, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Bucks are definitely going to win this one." And then they flipped it around. So um, yeah, it was 
drilling into the final few minutes and overall just I think probably one of the stronger trios matches they've had. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was a good match. I'm glad that we're going to get to see what the House of Black can do with this. I, I think they're going to be a good centerpiece, and I hope that they can continue to establish more. If, if they're going to have these titles, establish more three-man teams and, and stop with the the tag team plus one. Because at that point, all you it's just it's a secondary tag team belt at that point, and that's they don't mm-hmm. need that. They don't need that. Uh, the fi- the final burial match, Jungle Boy and and Christian, much different than I had anticipated. I don't know if, if you agree or disagree with that. I, I liked it. It was just a different. I, I didn't see the match going in the direction that it went as far as being as as physical as it was. You know, it was basically like a lighter version of the Texas Death Match. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a good match as well. Um, I enjoyed the the finish, but yeah, they probably could have done more. I don't know if it, unless this is writing Christian Cage off, I don't think it needed to be like a casket match. You probably could have saved that and just done like a one on one match and then done the rematch and, and got Christian uh, out of there if that's what they're doing. Because um, it was just like the show was just like so gimmick heavy in general. Um, but I, overall, though, it was strong. I think it made uh, Jungle Boy, you know, it, and, and this has been noted, but like, you know, we saw like the AEW originals go over on the WWE guys uh, in most of the matches. Um, and I think that was, you know, definitely the, the right call here. And yeah, no, I, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, the Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho. Ricky Starks gets the win, so Jericho puts over the young guy. Uh, do you think this means at all that? Ricky Starks. I mean, there's been rumors. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Do you think they put Starks over Jericho if they don't have, or if they're not pretty confident that he's going to return? I think it probably depends when his contract is up. Because if it is within the next, say, two, three months, I don't think they make that move. I think they would have to have Starks stick around longer. I don't think Jericho would want to put somebody else over twice. Because they they made a fairly big deal out of that, the fact that he's only, you know only a couple people have beat him twice, and um, but if it was say like oh he had six months left on his contract and they still had time to negotiate and you know see how things go, then I could see them giving the the win to him. What did you think? Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think they need to have some. They need to know that he's going to be around for a while. And I thought one of two things: either they know that he's going to stick around, so they're willing to put the Jericho eggs in the Ricky Starks basket, or they're reasonably confident that if they show him, hey, look, we are going to invest in you enough on this second contract that we're putting you over a guy like Jericho, it could have also been a way for them to convince him to stay if they think he's thinking about leaving. Mm, yeah. You know. That's a good point. I mean, I'm hoping it's, you know, it's like six months from now we'll do MJF versus him again if they want to keep the belt on MJF all this time because I think that would be another good feud to come back to. And in the meantime, you have like, I don't know, Hangman. And uh, Kenny Omega, like there's there's a couple of good options in the yeah. meantime. Do you think, uh, speaking of, of guys that may be leaving, do do you think there's anything to read into with Omega being the one that takes the pin in the six man, or do you think that was just someone had to lose and he drew the short straw? Hmm. I uh, um, did not even yeah, I didn't really take that into account because um, uh, I guess all that I you know Tony Khan was asked later in the press conference like. And he really put over Kenny Omega and said how he will. hopes he sticks around for years to come. But I, I guess I just thought it was maybe storyline related and that Callis will turn on 
Omega. That's kind oh, of maybe. I ran into it. Maybe. That could be. Yeah, I, I just looked at it as, okay, well, who do you need to protect more? Like, I don't think... But it's kind of a situation where nobody's going to be challenging for the title. Like, Kenny's not going to challenge MJF. I don't think they're going to do a heel versus heel match unless they turn Kenny babyface. And I don't know that the Bucks are going to be in the tag title picture either. So I, I almost looked at it as, well, okay, if the Bucks aren't going to be challenging for the tag titles, have you know Matt or Nick take the fall there instead of the singles guy. Because to me, the singles guy is always... Is always more important. Like you, you need single stars more than you need tag team stars. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at pwboom.com. Once again, that's pwboom.com. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I guess I didn't even... I I didn't make note of it at the time, but unless it is playing into a storyline, yeah, I think they probably should add one of the, the Bucks take the fall. All right, that was uh, that's Revolution. We're going to get to emails. Like I said, I'm traveling this week, so my audio sounds different. We're also recording the show at a way different time than we were recording it way earlier Excuse me, than we usually do. Uh, it's going to drop on the same day, so you're not going to know the difference. However, we have a lot less emails tonight because we're recording <laughs> earlier and everyone sends their emails in usually around the day that we're recording. On, we usually record on Tuesdays. So we have one email to get to, uh, so it's going it to just... The emails that do come in, if you're listening to this, and you're like, oh, you guys, you guys didn't read my email. We can either get to them next week. If you want to replace your email for next week's show, send us a second one next week and say, hey, disregard everything I wrote last week because it's probably going to be you know two weeks old at that point, and we can go on to something else, whatever you want to do. Uh, but that's why we have such a, a shorter email list to go through tonight. Uh, but we do have an email that came in about an hour ago from Jose, uh, uh, Jose from Golden Valley. He says, the MJF child discourse has been a true civil war. While the throwing the drink at the kid was a bit much, healing on the kids should be healing on kids should be a fair game. It's wrestling, bro. If, <laughs> I like the bro. It's wrestling, bro. If that was my kid, I would teach him to have a laugh and not take things so seriously and so personal. I know Lance Archer has talked about how he would terrify kids in Japan while their parents ate it up. The parents knew the, knew the deal and looked at it like live entertainment. Although, to be fair, if MJF grabbed a thirty dollar drink out of my hand and tossed it in my face, I'd probably start crying until they let me leave. <laughs> until they let me. <laughs> meet Jamie Hayden backstage. Uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, no, uh, whenever something happens to someone in the crowd at a wrestling show, my first thought is always, well, at least it wasn't me. When Tony Schiavone was hyping up the casket match, him standing by it made me think Tony Schiavone just before the main event of Starcade 97. I heard people based off the finish of the casket match believe that Kristen Cage is done with the company. Uh, if true, Edge and Christian versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor is a no-brainer. If it happens, I will miss his TNA walkout music. Uh, lastly, I saw the MJF portion of the media scrum. MJF healing on Brian Alvarez, who was wearing a Sunday dad outfit, was hilarious. What a professional. Uh, and then he has a $5 challenge to us for us, which we can get to in a second here because we don't have any other ones to get to. Um, but, but overall, the... Yeah, I mean, I thought the MJF press conference was great, and he stayed in character the whole time. That's what he does. It's what he does in every interview. Um, we talked about him throwing the drink on the kid. I, I, you know, I, if my kid was sitting there crying because he got tequila in his eye and it stung and he couldn't see, like, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. I'm not going to lie. I'd be, yeah. I'd be pretty upset. I think 
most people in that situation would be. If a heel yelled at my kid, no, that's not going to bother me. Like, I, I would laugh along at that. But throwing a drink in, a, in my kid's face and it turned out to be tequila, <laughs> like, yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably be pretty pissed off. Yeah, I mean, that is probably lucky that they're not suited <coughs> if it's tequila would have got in his eyes because i've never had that happen to me not yet but i imagine that's not very pleasant no um what do you what do you think about christian like you think if he's gone like is that a, a, a big loss small loss maybe it's not a bad thing it's an interesting point yeah i i don't think it's a big loss because they've got 900 people under contract but mm. i will say that this feud he's had with Jungle Boy has been good. Like, he's done a good job. And he's been effective. But I think it's it's one of those deals where, like, it's also replaceable on the roster, too, because you have so many people. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Because, I mean, it, I, I, I like, to Christian's credit, I think he's done a, a really good job. I mean, he came into the company. They overhyped him. They put him in a really bad spot for the first few months. Uh, but when he turned heel... And I thought he was doing like some of the best work, maybe of his career, um, if just not many years. Um, so yeah, I think it, I think it's a little bit of a loss. But like you're saying, there's so many people there. He definitely still feels WWE. He doesn't feel like a AEW guy, so it's not a big of a loss as a you know like a Cody Rhodes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's get to Jose's five dollar challenge, which because I'm traveling, I don't have the theme song with me. I'm sorry. Oh no! I'm like, five dollar challenge. I guess that we could sing it. I mean, it's just <laughs> shouting five dollar challenge over and ding over ding. again. Yeah, I got the ding ding in there too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I'll play. I'll, I'll play it twice next week. Yes, that, I like that. Okay, we'll play it twice next week. Uh, thanks to Jay from South Carolina for sending that that five dollar challenge theme song in. Uh, but let's get to Jose's and uh, then we'll wrap up the show because we don't have anything else to get to. Uh, sports entertainers in the entertainment industry—that's the topic for this five dollar challenge. He says, "I'm still amazed how Mike always pulls out the correct answer out of his ass with these questions. So so many relate to his everyday life. I don't know about that. Just some of them I remember. Uh, although." Skipping ahead through this, I'm not sure there's going to be many that I remember here, but we'll see. Uh, number one, Andrew. Oh, boy. What AEW yep. star played an uncredited role as a construction worker in the 2016 Netflix film Pee-wee's Big Holiday? <laughs> oh, I saw that, that movie. <laughs> what AEW wrestler had an uncredited role as a construction worker? Man, was I high while watching this or something? <laughs> I have no guesses. I mean, I would, I would guess like QT Marshall. He looks like a construction worker. Oh, I like that. I was gonna go three weeks in a row guessing Christopher Daniels uh, and come, being wrong, but we could do QT Marshall. I think he looks more of a, a construction worker. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, okay, who who would fit? Like, if someone's working or uh, someone has a role of a construction worker, you got to have to look the role. And uh, no offense to QT, but he, you know. You put him in a hard hat and a vest, and like, yeah, that dude looks like he looked like a construction yeah. worker. He'd pass. Uh, number, it's a, yeah, it's a compliment. He looks strong. Yeah, exactly. Number two, Stacy Keebler made a guest appearance on a 2010 episode of what Spike TV series? 2010. Yeah, I'm not sure I can name Spike, Spike TV. TV series. Other than like, Impact, <laughs> that, that doesn't count, right? Um. 
Yeah, they they did some college show, but that might have been like when we were in college, like Blue Mountain State or something. Oh, Blue Mountain State was that on Spike? I thought so. I, could I be remember. Wrong. I remember the show. It was like a college football team or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever watched it, but I remember it. I remember. No, I never watched. It. I remember. It, like, I remember seeing commercials for it. I think. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I had friends who watched it who said it's kind of like a raunchy comedy, like early two thousands, like like American Pie ish, but on cable TV. Um, I mean, yeah, that was, yeah. I was gonna say, I'm actually I want to say that probably was on when like two thousand four, two thousand five, but I can't think of any other Spike shows. Well, we'll go with it then. If it's a Spike Ultimate show, Fighter. yeah, I was gonna say the Ultimate Fighter and yeah. and Impact, the only Spike shows I can even think of. So. Uh, yeah. Number three, what former world champion appeared on two episodes of the sci-fi series Sanctuary? World champion. I, th- I think that's Edge, or it's Christian. I want to say it's one of those two. I would. Oh, if it's one of those two, I would go Edge, because Edge, I think, okay. did, Edge did more sci-fi stuff when he was acting. Edge probably did more acting overall, like when he was retired. Yeah, because he did that Viking show, I think, for a bit. I don't yeah. know what it was. He, I should look that up in case it comes up one of these times. I know. Uh, I think he did, like, but he did some sci-fi movies and shows. So if it's a sci-fi series and you think it's Edge or Christian, Edge would be, Edge would make sense, I think. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, what former TNA star played J.J. Watt's stunt double in a 2020 episode of Saturday Night Live? What WWE star? Did TNA. Say? Former TNA star. TNA star. 2020. Do you know who J.J. Watts is? He's a, yeah, he's a football player. Oh, is he white? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay. Just need um, to make sure. Okay. And, wait. Yeah. And a defensive lineman. So, like, bigger guy. Like, probably like 6'6", 260. Really big. Kind of has like a... What year was this? He says 2020. Kind of has like a crew cut type haircut kind of too if that helps i don't even know tna star 2020 SNL. one way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating on apple podcasts just go to apple podcasts and look for our wade keller processing podcast and wade keller processing post show and give us a five-star rating we hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week so Take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much. Well, let's start with this. So, at that point, 2020, 2020 TNA would have been, it would have been the Anthem era. Um, but do they? Could they have been there before? Like they? Oh, oh, were maybe. For TNA like ten years earlier. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's where I got caught up. Yeah. That's a good point. I was trying to think like who would they have that would have been based out of that New York area because SNL's filmed in New York. So do they have anybody that? Oh yeah. Anybody that we know was based out of New York? Like, I think Morris is more. No, Morrison wasn't based out of New York. 
he doesn't. I mean, he wouldn't be able to pull off a JJ Watt stunt double anyway. He's like half the size. Yeah, he's. How much bigger, or you know, compare JJ Watts to let's just say Rob Terry. I mean, is that <laughs> the realm of possibility? I think it could be. Terry's probably Rob Terry's more muscular than JJ Watt for sure, um, mm. but they're probably the same size. Because he was doing, wasn't he doing like Cirque du Soleil stuff at one point? Was he? So maybe he's. <laughs> and you know, hey, Jose could know how much we like Rob Terry, and this may just be an answer. He may be doing this just so we can say Rob Terry. Right. That's where I'm. That's where I'm thinking. Um, I'm not looking up the answer. I'm looking up if he did Cirque du Soleil though, because now I'm just curious. <laughs> I think we have to go with Rob Terry. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah, the thing. Rob Terry. Considering J.J. Watt... Let me look up J.J. Watt here. J.J. Watt is... He's 6'5", 288. Okay. Like, TNA hasn't had a lot of guys that size. No. Uh, the only other person I could think of was, like, Drew Galloway, but he, I, I don't think it would have been framed that way. <laughs> no, and not with the long hair. Like, I, I think the long hair wouldn't have worked with Galloway. It would have had been someone big like that with short hair. Uh, Rob Terry, may, I, I think Rob Terry makes sense. And I think, who knows, Jose may know our Rob Terry fascination and is doing this just so we can talk about <laughs> Rob Terry, which would be great. All the power. Yeah, yeah. All right. Number five, uh, what former WWE diva had a guest appearance on the Netflix original series, Love? Former WWE diva had a guest appearance on the Netflix original series, Love. Okay, okay. So the last love question that came up was Christopher Daniels, and he's L.A. Yep. Melina? I don't know. Oh, that would work for me, because of the fact... And I don't know if Jose's doing this on purpose, but... Yeah. He specifically says former WWE diva, which brings me, which I would say then would be the divas era, and not like oh, you yeah. know, not a Sasha Banks. And I'm not saying that's a, that wouldn't have been my right. guess, but like she was not in that era of the diva. So I have to assume it's somebody in that like early 2000s to 2014 ish era. And Melina would fit that for sure. Yeah, and I'm guessing her because she dated John Morrison. He's L.A., so maybe they live together out there. But I'm mm-hmm. not super confident by any means. It's I just like it. the reasoning I behind like it. it. All right, let's see. Let's see how we did. Um, okay, well, we got two. I feel like that's, really? I feel like that's better than what we usually do in these questions. Yeah, that's not bad. All right. Uh, let's go through them. AEW star played an uncredited role as a construction worker in Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Uh, we had QT Marshall. This was one of the ones we were incorrect on. The correct answer was Ryan Nemeth. Ryan Nemeth. Would, wow. Wow. Interesting. Uh, Stacey Keebler, guest appearance on what episode, on what 2010 episode of a Spike series? Uh, it was Blue Mountain State. Really? Yep. Even though I accidentally, I'm going to give us credit, even because we we meant Blue Mountain State. I did write it down as Blue Mountain Fighter because I think we were talking about the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> but yeah. it was supposed to be Blue Mountain State. That's what we were talking about. So that that is a correct answer. Uh, 
You got you had nice. That one. I you, like it. You had that one. Uh, number three, former world champion, appeared on two episodes of the sci-fi series Sanctuary. It was Edge. That's another correct answer. Oh, nice. Uh, and then the last two. This one, we, we were. It, it's unfortunately not Rob Terry, former TNA star. Yeah, this breaks my heart. I a bit. know, former TNA star played JJ Watt stunt double on an episode of uh, Saturday Night Live in 2020. The correct answer, not Rob Terry, but KM Kevin Matthews. Oh, which if you do I, okay. Once I saw that, you know what? If you do a side by side, that would work. He could he could do a JJ gotcha. Watt stunt double, a hundred percent. Number I know right. Number five, former WWE diva had a guest appearance in the Netflix original series Love. We said Melina. Uh, same era, same era, but not Melina. It was Victoria Lisa Marie Vron. Oh, huh. That would uh, that was not been one of my top ten guesses on that. No, me neither. Me neither. Uh, but that's our only email for the show this week, because we're doing it early, and uh, that's all we got, Andrew. Unless there's anything else you think we should discuss. Gosh, no, I no, it's kind of a it's kind of a free flowing show. I didn't have any. I didn't bring a lot brought to this one since it's earlier. It's earlier. There was a pay per view okay. to talk about, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think you know it was good. It, look, if we have to go early on any given week, going earlier on a pay per view week where we're talking about the pay per view basically like you know as soon as it's it, as it ended, it's not a bad. Hmm. It's, it's not bad. It's not. It's not awful. These. It's okay to do. Yeah. No, I was thinking that too. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I'm looking here. There was no other news that has broken over the course of today, um, that I can see. Raw hasn't even happened yet. No. That's happening tonight. In Boston, I didn't go. Oh, man. I had no no uh, desire to go. Although I have not... I can't get, this, can't get this story to load, but I do see a headline. Vince McMahon backstage at Raw. Great. That's what we all need. Uh, really? That's There's a headline right here. Yeah, I can't get the website to load. Where's that from? Uh, oh, Hold on a second. Yeah. It'd be great if I could get the... Well, now nothing's happening. What's going on with my internet here? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's from the... Uh, it's in the Observer... Oh, from the Observer's website. For the first time since announcing his retirement last summer, Vince McMahon is backstage at a WWE event. Brian Alvarez and Dave Malster posted to Twitter on Monday night that the majority owner and executive chairman is at Raw. Tonight's show takes place in Boston and features the return of John Cena. Awesome. Oh, it says, it says, yeah, it says, okay. We'll see about that. Yeah. So, good. Hmm. Guy was not going to be involved, and yet, here we are. Uh, there's also a bunch of speculation, too, that, that Vince is behind the Lesnar uh, oh, uh, Omos smash. Yeah, which, of course he is. <laughs> I, it is really tricky because, well, one, no, that's a terrible match. I don't want to see it. And it makes no sense. Like, Omos has already been beaten multiple times so it, it doesn't work in any way but I mean also kind of good on Brock Lesnar for turning down a Bray Wyatt feud <laughs> yeah oh, 100% yeah yeah like that would damage his character way more than being in a lackluster mania match yeah totally totally alright well that's all the news we talked about revolution we talked about everything so I think that's it cool yeah that sounds good Great. Well, Andrew, where else can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me on the Unexpected Storytelling Podcast. That is a monthly horror comedy show. Um, we are gearing up for new uh, episodes next month. But in the meantime, you can catch up at the Unexpected Storytelling Podcast.com, I think. Otherwise, just find it on any uh, uh, app. There you app. go. Just no, yeah, you'll find it somewhere. Search it. Podcast. <laughs> you search your search. favorite podcasting app. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Torching Man. Email the show, all lead after show at gmail.com. Again, I apologize to the people if you sent in your email late Monday night or on Tuesday and we didn't get to it this week. I apologize a thousand times to you, uh, but we had to record earlier this week because I am tied up on our regular recording night. So it's my fault. Don't blame Andrew. Blame me. Totally my fault. I'll take the heat for it next week. Uh, but that's it. So thanks for listening and downloading the show. Uh, for Andrew, I'm Mike. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Now you can subscribe to our VIP podcast lineup within the Apple Podcast app using your Apple account. That's new as of March 2022. Just search PW Torch in your Apple Podcast app and you'll see the PW Torch Daily Cast logo show up. That's our free show that's been around forever. And also the PW Torch VIP Podcast logo. There is a free show every week, so subscribe even if you don't plan to go VIP and get a sample of our VIP tier programming. But if you click subscribe, then you'll become a VIP member instantly with a three-day free trial, after which your Apple account will be charged. So you don't need to take out your credit card, debit card, or go anywhere else. If you listen to our free shows on Apple Podcasts, you are five seconds away from being a VIP member with a three-day free trial. So we invite you to check it out. That includes dozens of VIP shows throughout the week, including VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows and podcasts and daily casts. All those episodes are presented to VIP members with ads and plugs removed, along with VIP exclusives like our post-pay-per-view roundtables, the Wade Keller Hotline, The Fix with Todd and Wade, everything with Rich and Wade, and many other VIP exclusive shows. Just search PW Torch within the Apple Podcasts app. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's going to give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of Factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list and you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect, and I order Factor meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook. But I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. 
I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried. You're not going to get that with Factor meals. No matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live life to the fullest. There's keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus options on the menu each week. They are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. You don't have to calorie count or try to figure out how much protein or carbs you're getting. They balance it for you. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. I always look forward to hitting refresh on the Factor website and seeing the new date pop up for the meal plan a couple weeks out and selecting the meals that I want. You don't have to select meals. They will automatically send you their selection based on your prior selections, but you can customize it too. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes in the microwave. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50 and use code wade50 to get, this is clever, 50% off your first box. That's code wade50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash wade50. Treat your body right, give yourself more energy, and save time and money with Factor Meals and get 50% off with coupon code WADE50. You don't have to wait for the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show to find out what I thought of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown each week. You can check out my reports that are updated live throughout Raw and SmackDown at pwtorch.com. My written report will tell you what's happening in detail in case you missed the show. And it'll also analyze key segments and give my random thoughts and quips on what I am watching as it airs. So check it out every Monday night and Tuesday night at pwtorch.com. That also applies to WWE pay-per-views. I cover those live at pwtorch.com with a detailed written report with star ratings. And of course, you can find other TV reports from other contributors to PW Torch, such as NXT, ROH Impact Wrestling, and more. Check it out, pwtorch.com, your first stop for TV and pay-per-view written reports. 